Happy almost new year, Paula. Happy almost new year, Josh. I want to welcome you and our listeners to my favorite episode of the year. This one, because it's the least listened to, baby. No one listens to this episode except for our parents. No one listens to this, the little weird episode that comes out in between Christmas and New Year's. So this is the one that we can say whatever the hell we want. Yes, exactly. We can curse. Yeah. We can 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 call out our enemies. Yeah, this is uh, being earnest after dark. Ooh, ooh la la. Let's all smooch people. (laughs) <laughs> let's not it's a pandemic still still be safe please <laughs> um wait speaking of smooching people josh we were having a very interesting conversation before this we were and um thought maybe we could continue it on to here so paula was talking about celebrities that she had crushes on okay so specifically thinking of like taking a significant other home for the holidays. But also how weird that would be if it was a celebrity that your parents loved from their day and age. Yeah, like uh, someone who is in all their coming-of-age movies. Like Matthew Broderick and you start dating. Oh, I would love. Or like Meg Ryan. Yes. (laughs) Like how old is too old? (laughs) At what point does like, would your parents be worried that you're dating someone literally twice your age versus... At what point would they be like, oh, six, she's dating Rob Lowe. Yeah, right. (laughs) He was on the West Wing. (laughs) I love the West Wing. (laughs) Like, what about, like, okay, I did, I did Google stars 70s, but dads love Dustin Mm -hmm. Hoffman, right? Mm -hmm. Dads like Dustin Hoffman. Dads respect Dustin Hoffman. Dads respect Clint Eastwood. Yeah. At what point do you bring home Dustin Hoffman or Clint Eastwood as your boyfriend? And is it like this rules or this is so creepy? So this is a good example of Eastwood creepy Dustin Hoffman. I need to think about for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Because Eastwood's like 90 (laughs) and very Republican. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is like generally like a bad person to date. Dustin Hoffman could be really fun. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula Skaggs Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to bring you the sincere, earnest, and frankly, not that listened to news of the day and this week. <laughs> well, I think we I think we embrace it. I think we because we could have done the thing where we're like, we're not gonna do an episode this week, but we are. Yes. And that's because we can do whatever we want. Yeah, it's like the purge. Um, one of my friends recently said that the the week between Christmas and New Year's doesn't belong to a year. Oh. It's no man's land. I really like that. It's it's all about just setting up for next year's resolutions and tidying up all the things you did in the year before. But it's kind of just this nebulous space where we can try something new. Yeah, because you're not like... I mean, I don't know about other people. You're not eating like normal meals. Or yeah, right. <laughs> like you're just like sitting on the couch, eating cookies, watching Sopranos for just days. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe go on a walk, but maybe not. Yes, exactly. And in a lot of cases, you know, you're, you're, you're working. Maybe you're either off, but if you're working, you're kind of like, you're checking in. It's a little bit, you're trying to shorten the ends of those days in and make it as tight as possible. 
Yeah, because everyone else is off. So you can't, you're not getting an email back. You can't be like, it's like you're free from having to be productive. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Unless, you can- unless you're like me and you're looking at your things that you wanted to get done this year and you're like, I have one week to write a novel. Which brings us to our topic this week, resolutions part two. I think we should call this episode resolutions-esque. Yes. A whiff of resolutions. Just a little touch of resolution talk. What are the biggest things that you did this year? And what are the biggest things that you didn't do this year from your last, from your Uh, 2020 list? Throw out your 2020 resolutions because we lived through a pandemic. Like everyone accomplished amazing things. We upended our lives. We had to throw out everything that we're used to. So guess what? Resolutions don't matter. You made it through. That's awesome. Anything else you did is just like cherries on a cake. That's 100% what I agree. Yes, I totally agree. I also think that sometimes when you like have a resolution, like floss more that you try to do every year and it feels bad because you keep rolling it over let go of that guilt of rolling that one over this year. Yeah. yeah. It you, just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I really, really think that this year was so hard. We, I mean, obviously, but also I don't think we talk about the pandemic. I am, I am very worried this time of year of seeing people post the like, here's everything I accomplished this year because it, we all accomplished something, which is our lives were upended. Yeah. And, and you made it through some days we did it. Great job making it through. Some days we barely made it through. Shitty things happen throughout the way. But if you're listening to this, you are making it. And I think that is huge because everything we counted on for like, I hate the word self-care, but everything we counted on for self-care is out the window. You're not seeing friends. You're not traveling. You're not going out to eat. You're not going to movies. Like we all did a great job. (laughs) And, and also, this is my rant now. Remember, people, nine-tenths of what you see on social media is lies. Mm-hmm. So when you see people this week being like, I did this, I did that, I'm so proud of this, shut it off, ignore, they didn't do that. <laughs> I think, like, if you made it through, that means you found some sort of coping mechanism. Maybe it's something that you can carry on forever. Maybe it's something that is just getting you through right this second. And I think whatever you're doing is exactly what you need to do. Exactly. Exactly. And as we hopefully with vaccines and things like that transition into, you know, where a more, a less socially distant world, like that's going to take time too. I'm scared about being in groups. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I definitely have reached that point where I watch a movie and I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching a bunch of movies this week and we've been like, where are their masks? (laughs) But we we are making it through. We are making it to the other part of the tunnel where there is now a light. There wasn't a light. I think everyone's resolutions should just be like, not even like resolutions, but what are you going to do to celebrate when we're out of this? What yes. crazy outfit are you buying for yourself? What dinner are you going to? What road trip are you going to take with friends? I think that's what our resolution should be about. Yeah, I, I read an article, and by read an article, I mean looked at the glance at the headline. Sure. Um, That's about, what I an article um, that was about another Roaring Twenties, because we're in another situation where we had a pandemic right before the twenties of the 
century, like the Spanish influenza oh. of the 1900s. And technically, so, we're in the 20s, but we'll allow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the argument was basically like, yeah, I mean, we're gonna have a decade of debauchery and like self Good. congratulation and things like that. And like, maybe we'll get flapper dresses again. Yeah. Do we think that will be the greatest? the greatest accomplishment of the tw- of the 2020s i would be thrilled thrilled if we started with flapper dresses yeah yeah i mean i like i am somebody who loves sitting down being like here's my resolutions all that stuff i'm telling you i'm not doing it this year i talked to my friend maddie who recently moved to denver and she's been like stuck you know because you can't go out and explore what fun bars are there mm-hmm. what fun restaurants are there and so like we started planning when we're out, I'm going to go out there. We're going to have a great long weekend. We're going to try all this stuff that she's been wanting to try. And that feels so much more fun than making resolutions. Um, Josh, are you, uh, are you setting resolutions this year? The plan is yes. I haven't set them yet though. I need this week is kind of my week. And I, I kind of give myself through January yeah, to, to have a sense of, you know, I don't want to, them if i'm gonna do something that i really that i really care about um i don't know i'm a big resolution person as well um it started about two years ago for me i always thought they were dumb and i know i said this last year but um you know i thought they were dumb i thought it was like why don't you better yourself all the time like why do you Mm -hmm. have to use a calendar year as the way to do it um but honestly like if it gives you a kick in the pants then it's worth it um and I don't know, two years ago, I made some resolutions. I followed through in them and I was a lot happier of a person. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. Um, so, I mean, I didn't get to do all my resolutions this year, but I was very proud that I was able to do a cooking one where I was going to make a new recipe every other week or so. Mm-hmm. So like every a month kind of thing and i doubled that just because i was home more and i was yeah. so i tried a bunch of new recipes have a bunch of new recipes so i probably will do something along the lines of that in terms of next year res- resolutions as well like what's the next step of that not just how do i like how do i up my cooking game or something like that right um open a restaurant yeah right yes it's the number one thing to do right now i've heard that uh, restaurants are really cheap to rent oh, right god. now oh god um so yeah i i mean i don't have a fun answer for that yet because i haven't fully thought through what they're going to be but i think your point is really well made um in that i think my resolutions are going to be much more focused on how do i not like what can i accomplish but like how can i take care of myself and the people around me that i care about Mm -hmm. and how can i have something to look forward to in a way that's not gonna make my you know, set expectations where I'm like, this is what's going to happen when a vaccine comes out and all these right. things happen. So I don't get let down by it because I've set right. the bar so high. But at the same time, like having a, a game plan for, okay, well, now that we take the, you know, we're allowed to go outside and blink into the sun again. Like, what do I want to do and how do I get on it as quickly as possible? Right, right. Well, I think that sounds good. I have, I'm also like a big fan of setting. I, this is not a comedy episode. This is just us. No. Talking, I guess. Con- surprise everybody. Um, I'm also like a big fan of setting um, like a to-do list. I use with an app. Wonder list. Rest in peace. I'm a big fan of setting a to-do list and then being like, 
these aren't necessarily resolutions, but some of these are just like really fun things I want to do this year. Like I really want to, mm. I don't know, make tiny clay food. <laughs> I really want to yeah. a pizza from scratch. Like those kind of things that don't really fit into the resolutions, but they're more just like fun, silly things that you can do. I like doing that way more. Totally. And I, my earnest advice of the week is um, in the same way that you'd write down ideas if you were like, oh, that's a funny idea. I might want to turn that into a joke. I might want to turn that into whatever. Um, lists aren't monoliths. Monoliths? Monoliths. Um, I think it's really important to keep revisiting that. And as you think of things that are fun or interesting or like what what your resolution should be, what your goal should be, what the thing, the fun things that you want to do should be, like there's no shame in adding it to the list. Just yeah. add it to the list so that you don't forget it. I have a well, terrible memory if I don't write something down. Okay. I like to do that. And I like to, um, sometimes if I'm about to do something fun, I like to add it to the list of things I was going to do that year because then it's so fun at the end of the year to be like, oh my gosh, I did go bungee jumping. I've never bungee jumped in my life, but you know, like I did, what is shit we can do this year? I did watch like all the Godfather movies or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. That's our, that's our being earnest advice. I think just like make it fun for you. Yes, exactly. Punishment resolution should not be like you did a bad job this year and now you must do a better job. Just make it like fun and silly and do your thing. And get that rush out of having done something, doing something anyway, writing it down. So you remember it and then checking it off because you, just get that rush of checking it off. Yes. Now, Paula, I do think that there is an important difference between New Year's resolutions and other kinds of, you know, festive goals, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Go on. <laughs> Christmas really has it pegged in that they've got the like Santa is watching, Elf yeah. on the Shelf is watching, whatever it is, and you will be naughty or nice. Or in other, um, you know, like there's also religious holidays, like in Judaism, you know, like there's the whole idea of like uh, Yom Kippur, all these kinds of things like that are more serious. I think we need more accountability from a third party for New Year's resolutions. So like make sure you do them because you're only accountable to yourself, really, or maybe a loved one if you're doing it together. Um, But, you know, Santa's watching. You know what I mean? Why? What can we do? To make ourselves more accountable in terms of for New Year's resolutions. Yeah, for New Year's and New Year's resolutions. Okay. Well, New Year's doesn't really have – well, I guess New Year's does have a mascot, the baby. The baby, the New Year's baby. I think the baby needs to wield more power. Agreed 100%. We need more teeth for this baby. Not baby teeth, but like, you know, metaphor. filled with fangs. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you don't – Yes, exactly. He's he, you've got you need to submit your quarterly report to the baby or else he's going to come to your house, kick your ass. Well, and Santa Claus also has the benefit of jingles, of little songs, right? Yes. Like you better watch out, you better not pout, you better not cry. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. There's constant reminders in the Zeitgeist. Mhm. I don't think we need to rewrite the book. I just think we need to apply some of those songs also to baby. Sure. So, yeah. You better do your resolutions. Don't do anything bad because baby will bite you to town. <laughs> Did that sound like Santa Claus is coming to town? Yeah. Like, you and made that, a report 
he's all it it's due on his desk you've only got 12 hours or he'll bite your neck baby new year's gonna bite you yes and i think those songs need to play on the on the radio on speakers periodically throughout the year yes exactly you know, not just like a not news bullet like around the season it's June 1st. I hope you're having a good day. If you're not doing resolutions, the baby is going to bite you and it's going to hurt. Check in with the <laughs> baby real soon. <laughs> it's Labor Day. The year's almost done. Finish those resolutions. Get out of the sun. Send your quarterly update to the baby. <laughs> Also, I like it's not New Year's baby. It's just the baby. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is what the boss baby is about. I he's the boss baby. <laughs> he's sharpening his fangs. He's getting really mad. <laughs> if you don't start reading a book a week, <laughs> baby's gonna bite you so hard. <laughs> the baby's gonna quiz you on the plot of Cersei. <laughs> maybe Tallulah who I don't know if listeners can hear is growling behind me maybe she could be the baby's helper oh like, yeah like a- she is the king but Tallulah's coming to your house and checking in and if you're bad she's gonna bite and her bites really hurt and she has little things and she also has nails oh I was thinking of like like Tallulah the angry cat bounce Okay. Like what's the name for, like the angry resolution repo cat yes. like, collecting on the yes she is like um she is Santa's Rudolph she she drives baby's car she's baby's chauffeur yes I like that and I like that baby has a like a Cadillac yes she, yeah she drives baby's 1995 Cadillac. Ooh, what if baby is off for one week a year? Oh, interesting. Like the purge? Week, yeah, like the week after Labor Day, baby's not around. So you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, but baby takes Labor Day weekend because unions work so hard to make sure that we can have that. <laughs> yeah, I think baby takes a break during Labor Day. So that's when you can kind of relapse. Sure, right. That's well, because that's can- the season, right? Yeah, that's when you don't go to the gym. You don't, you know, I don't know what else resolutions are. Eat kale, like any of that stuff you don't have to do during Labor Day week because that is, that's baby's mandated union holiday. Yeah, exactly. And baby wears white pants after Labor Day for that one week. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's when baby goes to St. Lucia. (laughs) The baby needs, the baby needs a Mai Tai. The baby needs a tan. The baby needs to do something for baby. (laughs) <laughs> and that should be factored into your goals for the year. Yes, exactly. That there is, you know, you know, you're going to get a little bit of a break in there. So maybe the hardest stuff is the stuff you do at the end, but then it, you know, you're procrastinating. And I think also uh, that year, that week though, it's like really becomes a marketing ploy. Like, like all you drive by Kohl's and there's like a letter board outside that says babies on vacation, come to our Labor Day sale. <laughs> I do like babies on vacation 
as a movie just i'm just gonna half-baked idea this for a second i'm just gonna tm that that yeah. uh we're writing a movie about either an individual baby who goes on vacation and that's it's kind of like a home alone. Out. that's movie baby's day out oh, it already exists <sighs> it's such a good Everybody. idea that it was already thought of yeah okay well we'll do it but different 1994 mm, was i the baby you were the baby yeah um, but yes, I'm, well, I mean, I think that that can still be like part of the lore. Like it's a holiday movie called Baby's Week Off. Mm. And then like, it's kind of like silly and wacky. And it's about like a group of friends, a family who gets together for the baby's vacation and um, wild hijinks happen. Yeah, it's one of those like love actuallys where they've got like, there's six different plot lines and 12 Ooh. different actors. And they're yes. all trying to... They're all trying to make the most of their babies on vacation week. Yes. And everyone really wants their babies on vacation week to be like really special. But the thing is, what's special is the memories that are created. Yes, exactly. The more you try to force something special to happen during babies on vacation week, the less special it's going to be instead of the true spirit of of babies on vacation week was inside them the whole time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, Paula, I... I thought it might be fun to kind of we keep um, notes of what we talk about or what we might talk about. And then we look at the notes, press record and completely forget the notes. Yep. Um, and we so don't sometimes them again. Yes, exactly. We never look at them again. Um, I'd like to look at them again and go back in some of our earlier episodes and just revisit some things that I think we didn't talk about that. Yeah. And I'm also wondering what we meant by them. Yeah. I think so, for example, um, episode Episode 70, Nailing It, which came out in late September. Um, we have a bullet here called Spokesperson for Different Types of Nails. What do we think mm. we meant by that? And how? And was it funny? Uh, I do think we did that bit. Did we do that bit? You know what, though? I think this is also a really fun lesson for the least that listened to episode of the year. Um, we don't remember episodes mm-hmm. after they're done. We don't um, okay. at all. Spokesperson for different kind of nails. I'm thinking Bob the Builder for small nails. Oh, I was thinking, I know that this was probably about, um, you know, like actual building nails. I was also thinking who would be the spokesperson for different types of nails, like on your finger. Mm, like almond shape, coffin shape, rounded, squared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just the different Kardashians. Mm, probably each one has been given it's like a uh it's like a captain planet situation where each of them is representative of one of the different Where? types of names all minch yeah um i love and then they all bring it together they get oj out of jail oh um now i have in episode 59 going up which came out june 30th uh we have a note in here that just says Jupiter colony. Okay. What's that? <laughs> um, my guess is probably we were thinking about what would it be like to make a colony on a gas planet? I would wonder how many fart jokes do you think you'd a make lot. if you lived on a gas planet? So yeah, many. a lot, right? So many. So many. Also, who would you send to a Jupiter colony? Thinking that like Mars is the cool colony and Jupiter is like the the prison planet. 
Oh, sad. Or it's like the colony for people that like we we don't just like aren't cool enough for Mars, but like are so cool enough to go somewhere. Yeah, or they clearly have that I'm going to go into space and colonize somewhere energy and we're like, maybe not the cool one. Yeah, Mars is the one that like all of our eggs are in that basket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so not that. You don't really have the Mars energy. Yeah, for, we're looking for a very specific Mars vibe. Yeah. Um, just in uh, Dinosaurs, episode 61... We did make the note, if you could train any living being to do the Chris Pratt thing, question mark. So my question there <laughs> is, uh, what Chris Pratt thing? What do we mean? Yeah, I think what we meant by that was not the like Chris Pratt being uh, relatively problematic, but the like, you know, in uh, in the newest Jurassic Park, or maybe not the newest, but like when they rebooted it, he does that thing where he puts his hands out. And the like velociraptors calm down and listen to him. Okay. Because he's like, it, and, and a bunch of zookeepers ended up doing it with other animals and things like that. It was like, oh. a, it went viral as a fun little thing. Um, like, if you could just tame a living being like that by just putting your hands on and be like, whoa, 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 what would you, what would you tame is maybe what we meant. Tallulah. My cat would attack me constantly. If I could just go, whoa, whoa, my life would be so much easier. Or birds. Just a couple of, like, some pigeons. Yeah. Paula, I have one more here for us. Um, This is from episode 66, which uh, came out right around Labor Day. Um, We just asked ourselves, what's the best mustard? Hmm. It is honey. Honey mustard? Yeah. I like a I like like a deli mustard. I think that's the best mustard, like a whole grain. You know what I mean? Like the kind that like goes really good on a rye when you're making like like a pastrami and rye kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, I know there's no wrong answers, but I'm not, you know. Except for yellow mustard. Yellow mustard is the wrong answer. That's true. That's true. That is the wrong answer. Hey, wait, speaking of no wrong answers, dang, that was accidental. Um, y'all, we have been so overwhelmed. We're loving, loving, loving seeing everyone's photos and reactions. I know a lot of people received no wrong answers for Christmas and it is such a huge honor, like truly, truly, truly such a huge honor to have been a part of anyone's celebrations. I know people got it as gifts. People played it with families. Um, we really appreciate that. That is so sweet. Uh, if you are someone who would like more copies or know someone who would like copies, we do have a few more available. Uh, if you go to no wrong answers game.com, you can also add your name to our wait list on that page. And that's actually the best way to get the extra ones. Add your name to the wait list. Um, and we will continue to provide those to you if on the wait list until they run out. And then we're placing another order in like January. So, so do that. Yep. So, so thankful and honored to have be, you know, be in your lives at this time, you know, um, very, it's very, very surreal to watch people give really funny answers to, to questions that Paula and I work through and Tahir designed so beautifully. Um, I think also just while we're on the, on the topic, just thank you for another year of listening. Um, it really means a lot to us. I know we got a number of new listeners this year. Um, 
as Paula, as we have to make the requisite, it was a pandemic this year comment, but like it really, really, really meant a lot to us to be able to interact with all y'all who we've interacted with to hear, frankly, just hear people's earnest moments in a year yeah. that felt really sad at certain days. Like hearing other people's triumphs was just personally a thing that made me happy and having an excuse to, you know, hang out with my friend and talk about things that are, you know, true and earnest and sincere and in many ways positive. Um, just for me personally was a really, really helped me get through this year. So thank you, Paula. Thank you listeners for listening to us every week. And uh, we just appreciate everyone and hope that, hope that you're staying safe and that next year is, is ends up being a little easier. Yes, truly, 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 truly. Um, double what Josh said. <laughs> He said it much better than I can, but we really appreciate it and we really love you guys. Um, and and maybe we'll do something this week with a, a last push for the most earnest moments of 2020. I think that'd be cute. Thank you as always to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. We love it so much. And you can follow her on Instagram at, at rbcruiser. Thank you to our buddy Dylan Dutch, uh, aka Death Love. Check out his music, Death Love, everywhere you listen to music. If you have earnest moments, um, whether you're sending in yours from the year or just every, you know, during the week, if something happens to you, um, or uh, if you have no wrong answers and you liked it and you want to send us a video of someone playing it or your favorite answers, favorite questions, things like that, um, you can reach us at being earnest pod on all social media. That's our, our handle there. Or you can send us an email at being earnest pod at gmail.com. And until next week. You better not watch out. You better not cry. The baby's filing his teeth to chomp on your neck. Get your <laughs> solutions in before the first. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.